Great to be with you this morning. So I got to ask, was this for me? I thought you brought that as a prop. <laughs> <laughs> no. awesome. Thanks for whoever thought to put a little airplane up here to make me comfortable. And it's even, uh, I think it's mission appropriate. It looks like it's got four-wheel drive to, to land on our little airstrips. <laughs> so thanks for, for doing that to make me comfortable this morning. So as Pastor mentioned, I've been out at uh, the EAA event, which is a pretty awesome thing for aviators. Um, but for mission aviators, uh, it's a great event for us, too. Um, not only do we get to interact with people and share that there, there can be a God component in, in aviation, and so we have tons of conversations with people throughout the week, but it is a great time for all of the different missions that use airplanes to gather together. And one of the key ways that happens is with MASA, so Missionary Aviation Support Association. I know some of you have participated on that. I think a pastor was there last year sharing with, with the group there. So they provide amazing things so that we can be there because it is an expensive thing to do this. Um, but, you know, paying for the entrance fees, uh, setting up uh, on the grounds there, the exhibits, so they help with all of those things. Um, the, all the meals are covered for us, housing if we need it, um, back and forth to the airports and, and all that. So it's an amazing thing. We, we couldn't do it without the, the body coming together and the community of believers in this area. So thanks for those that have participated on that. And if you want to you know, get involved more in the future, that would be a, a great thing. So... Um, yeah, I, I, I was also thinking I'm actually staying on the grounds this year um, with some uh, friends and supporters and uh, ended up staying in a tent. And I got to thinking last night as I, I was thinking about getting my tent torn down this morning, why did I pack a white shirt? That was the dumbest thing I've done lately. Uh, but I think I don't have grass hanging on it or, or mud stains. But uh, anyway, it's been, it's been a, a fun few days uh, there, at, there at Oshkosh. So I think there's a little intro in the bulletin about who I am, uh, but I'm the regional director for, for MAF for Latin America, um, and I'll talk a little bit more about that in, in a few minutes. Uh, we spent 12 years in Ecuador. I was a pilot mechanic there. Um, the, at the end of the time there, the last few years, I was the program manager. And then since coming out in 2005, I've done various things uh, for MAF, uh, but uh, most recently uh, the, the regional director role. And I do that from Michigan, and that maybe sounds weird to do Latin America operations from, from Michigan, uh, but that's where we were for a time. That's my home area, and MAF said, you know, why don't you stay in Michigan and try and have a little bit of a hand in mobilization, try and recruit more people, because God has given us so many great open doors and opportunities, but we just don't have enough people coming in our door uh, to, to help with that. So that's what I kind of do a little bit on the side and the reason I'm, I'm uh, at Oshkosh um, this year. So I have a wife, uh, Linda, and two sons. Um, our youngest son was born in Ecuador uh, and has a heart for Ecuador. And on Tuesday, he's moving back as a missionary to Ecuador. So that's a really fun thing for us to see. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to rush right home after the service here and uh, have a, a couple of days at home and, and send him off to Ecuador. Our older son uh, got married two months ago, and so, yeah, uh, they're, they're moving on, and they're, they're great guys, and, and we love them, and, and um, yeah, fun to see them uh, leaving the nest, so to speak. Uh, I wanted to start this morning just with a short video, about three minutes or so, 
just to give you a little bit of a hook to hang what, I, what I'm going to say and maybe some of the perspectives that I have uh, about what uh, Mission Aviation Fellowship does. Uh, so you might think in the year 2018 uh, that there can't be that many more remote people on the planet. Uh, it seems like we should have reached everybody by now and connected everybody to civilization and all those kinds of things, but that would not be true. Um, and so this video is kind of an illustration of that. Um, it, it shows actually the opening of a new airstrip about two years ago in Indonesia. Um, and uh, we continue to open new airstrips. Uh, just last month they opened, or in the last two months, they've opened two more airstrips in Indonesia. Uh, in Haiti, uh, more of the region that I'm working with, uh, we're working to open a new airstrip there. So it, it continues to happen. There are still remote people that have not uh, heard about G who Jesus is and have no access to the gospel, and that's what we're about. So uh, in this video, I want you to pay attention to and look for a few things. Okay, one is um, there is an awesome presentation of the gospel by the national pastor, and it's subtitled, so you're going to have to read fast. Um, but uh, just just be thinking about uh, what he believes uh, and how that came to be. Uh, and then the other thing is um, uh, three different people say in this video why they built an airstrip. Um, so just just listen for those things and and then we'll talk uh, after the video. So go ahead and uh, show the video Hi, we are Tim and Rebecca Ingalls. We serve here in Papua, Indonesia with New Tribes Mission my name is Mike Wild, and I work among the Wano people. These are all my friends and the Wano tribe, and we're right now up in the hamlet of Mokundoma. All right, today is one of those great days. We get to go in and open a brand new airstrip. Uh, they've been working on this strip for a couple of years. The name of the place is Mokundoma, so we're looking forward to going in, making a first landing, and serving the new tribes missionaries there, the Ingalls in the wild. So this is one of those awesome days for MAF. Yeah, we've uh, been working here with the Wano people for about nine years now and uh, our goal here is to plant a church that can reach out and reach the rest of the Wano people. The people that actually at this site where we're at now had thought about building an airstrip and had started work maybe 10-15 years ago but had given up on that and so we got that going and over the past two years the people have worked on this airstrip. We didn't do a lot of the work it was the tribal people working with us and we helped them a little bit with food uh, be able to work but it was all our project here and we worked together on it. Two years of work to get this thing done and to see the plane circling by the first time it's just surreal it's just like it's happening and he comes in and lands and you just feel the emotions you know it's so cool to have an airplane land touch the ground.
main motivation for building this airstrip was so we'd have a way to take the gospel out from our area here and we could take our teachers and our translated materials and take it out and do outreach. So the subtitles went by really fast there, but um, yeah, what, what an amazing thing uh, that the national pastor there uh, shared about how uh, God looked at him as dirty, and that's when I first saw some of the clips from this, it was a longer version, and it was it, more of what he was saying, and I'm thinking, why is this guy rubbing dirt all over himself? Um, but then it, it just made so much sense that God saw him as dirty, then when the gospel came in written form, as the, as the missionaries brought scripture and translated it into their language, he saw how God viewed him and then the mirror of the, the, of the, the Bible and, and showing him that dirt, but then what Christ has done through scriptures and how God now uh, with a clean shirt looks, looks at him as clean. Uh, so what an amazing thing. And did you catch why they, they built the airstrip? It was mentioned, both missionaries and the national pastor mentioned it. It's to take the gospel out from there. So they weren't looking at it as, this is going to make my life easier. Uh, this is going to bring medicine easier, bring our sick people out easier, bring education to our community. It was so we can take the gospel and bring it to our brothers in other places that don't know. And that actually has been happening even in the last months. Um, my my coworker who's in Indonesia that I work closely with on a team, he was saying, yeah, they, that MAF just flew that national pastor and the the Wild family that was in the video out to another remote community um, so that they could uh, teach them and uh, disciple them. So pretty cool stuff. Um, so yeah, it's it's. It's still happening, it's still going on. You might wonder, okay, how did we get the video of the first landing of an airplane there? Um, so for safety reasons, we like to send our, our pilot, a pilot or pilots to a new airstrip uh, to see it from the ground first. And so we had uh, actually a couple of our guys flew in on a helicopter first. And so that's how you saw the video of the, the actual first landing. Uh, there at Mokondoma. So that's kind of uh, uh, where we can hang what I'm going to say a little bit on and what Mi Mission Aviation Fellowship is all about. But I'd like to dig into the word just a little bit with you this morning uh, about um, uh, how God cares for all people. Um, and uh, just uh, have a look and see what, what uh, God thinks about 
everyone, uh, all of who he's created in the world um, and how he thinks about that. So if we look back in Genesis, um, at uh, Genesis 12, at the Abrahamic covenant, it's just a few, a few lines. Let me just read that to you. Uh, in Genesis uh, 12, 2, um, and God, God said to Abraham, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And so you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you. And, and the one who curses you, I will curse. And, and, in, and in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. So there we see uh, God's promise to Abraham. But there was some responsibility with that too. Uh, Abraham would receive blessing, but it was his, uh, his role then to be a blessing to others, and that included uh, all the families of the earth, everyone. Um, so uh, right from the beginning, uh, we see God's heart for all people. Then if we, if we turn over to Luke 2, uh, Luke 2 is interesting because uh, there's two mentions of people there uh, and, and what God's thinking. Uh, so that, uh, if, we, if we look at Luke 2, uh, starting in verse 10, uh, this is where the shepherds were out in the field, and then the angels came. Um, and then it says in verse 10, But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. Uh, for today in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. So, um, Scholars will say, and that wouldn't be me, but um, scholars will say that when it says the people there, that's kind of a singular form. And so that, that is really talking about Israel. And so the angels are saying, which will be uh, for Israel, uh, good news for Israel. But then later in that same chapter, uh, let me just read you a few verses starting in verse 25. Uh, so this is the story of Simeon uh, in the temple. And it says, uh, and there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, looking for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents, uh, when the parents brought in the child Jesus to ca uh, carry out for him the custom of the law, then he took him in his arms and blessed God and said, Now, Lord, you are releasing your bondservant to depart in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples. And that's a plural one. That's everybody, all, all created people. A light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. So there we're seeing how God uh, has come in, uh, through Jesus uh, to bring salvation to all people. So that's the, the two in Luke. Then if we look uh, at the end of Matthew, and, and you know, wouldn't be a good missionary if I didn't mention this verse, but uh, Matthew 28. So this is the Great Commission. So Matthew 28, verse, uh, verse 18. Uh, and Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and, and teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always to the end of the age. So there, there we have, uh, again, it's all peoples, and it's, uh, it's uh, local, 
and it's a little bit larger, and it's global as well. Um, and, and just let me tie in Acts 1.8 uh, to that, because it's a similar message. Um, so Acts 1.8 says, So when they had come together, that's the disciples, they were asking him, saying, Lord, is it at this time you are restoring the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know the time or the epochs which the Father has fixed by his own authority, but... Um, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in Judea, Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So in those two passages, that was right, bef uh, right before he went back to heaven in both cases. Um, so uh, I kind of think of it as, as a parent. Uh, when your kids are leaving the house for some reason, uh, what do you do? What do you say to your kids? Now, it depends on where they're going and what they're doing. But you reemphasize to them what's important in what's coming up for them. Um, you know, if they're going out to school, you know, did you remember your books? Did you remember your lunch? You know, what, what's important for them as they go out and leave? And I think it's kind of that way. As Jesus was about to leave the planet and return to the Father, he reemphasized what is important? What do I really want to leave with you? And it's, it's, it's that message of going out and discipling all nations. Uh, and so in, in, in those passages, we see that. And we see, well, what, what, where is it? Um, so uh, he talks about in Judea, Samaria, and to, to the ends of the earth. And that for us would be in... Okay, so I had to ask how to pronounce the town to somebody from Wisconsin this morning here because I wasn't sure, uh, Kakana, uh, and I said, is it Kwakwana? Uh, and they said, no, you're, it's not Hawaii, it's not, you're, it's Kakana, so anyway. So it's Kakana, Wisconsin, and to the ends of the earth. And, and you may think, okay, Dave, I'm, I'm glad you're excited about going to all people to the end of the earth. Maybe that's not the way God has wired you, and that is okay. Um, but God doesn't, isn't using a plan B to reach all people. It's the church. And so some have been gifted and wired to talk to neighbors here, and some do a little bit larger um, uh, ministry in maybe the state of Wisconsin or in the area, and some are wired and have passion uh, to, to go to the ends of the earth. My wife says it's a good thing I drink coffee or I might not have a heartbeat because um, I'm a very calm person and of a few words usually. Uh, but when I think about reaching the rest of the people that don't know Jesus, that, that really stirs my heart and gets me excited and passionate. Um, so it's, that's the way God has made me. Uh, and so we're all, we're, we're all gifted uh, in different ways. And, and that's just another thing I wanted to mention before I talk a little bit more about MAF, um, is, you know, what, what moves you? And, and how has God moved you? Uh, in, in 1 Peter 3.15, it talks about we always need to be ready to share the hope that we have. Um, and, and that's an important thing. So all of us have that um, have that ability to, to share the gospel with, with people locally or globally. Um, and so, yeah, I'll just uh, leave that uh, um, encouragement with you there. So just a little bit more about, about MAF. Um, you know, we're doing lots of different things, and um, God, like I said, has opened up so many different doors for us. My role is in Latin America, 
And so I work with our affiliate program. So what that means is that that's where MAF started. We started in Latin America. We, we uh, started in Mexico in 1946 and then Ecuador shortly thereafter. And that's where we served for 12 years was Ecuador. Um, and then as time went on, people, local people caught the vision and we've uh, enabled those folks to come, come into the organization. And now all of our programs in Latin America, except for Haiti at this point, are affiliate programs. They're nationally run. They've been nationalized, as we might say in mission speak. Um, and then my role is more of a liaison with them. So I come alongside and we help them with training. We help them find aircraft if necessary, uh, work on refurbishing aircraft. Uh, but a lot of it has to do with training and uh, maintaining safety standards and those kinds of things. And then we also loan staff. Uh, so we have various U.S. families all around Latin America, but they're really under the national program for authority and uh, leadership. Uh, so just really fun to see um, them develop. And it, it's not easy. Uh, it is not easy running uh, an aviation ministry. It's very expensive. And when you're a small autonomous organization in these countries, it's pretty challenging. And so to be able to come alongside them is, is kind of my role in Latin America. But we're, we're you know, continually finding uh, new ways that God has, um, uh, you know, opening those doors for us. Uh, I mean, most recently, uh, about three years ago, I had the opportunity to go and meet to Myanmar, uh, which uh, used to be called Burma. And so that country has been closed off uh, kind of to the outside world for about 50 years. And periodically, we take a look at, at that uh, country and say, is there a way for us to get in there? Because there are some really remote people uh, in that country and various people groups. So I was able to go there and uh, go to some of those really remote places. Uh, one location, they said, uh, you know, this older lady was touching my arm and, and she'd never seen a white person before. Um, and white people have hairy arms, and that's weird for some people of the world <laughs> that don't have that. Um, and then another place they'd never met an American before, and just very remote places where there was no medical care. I said, well, what do you do when, when somebody's sick? They said, well, there's, there's a guy who's got some training as a vet, uh, a vet uh, and he does what he can. And so it's just super remote places. Um, but there's a ministry there um, called Health and Hope, and a couple of doctors, uh, husband and wife doctors from that area of Myanmar, and they've got some funding out of the UK, uh, and they have a, a medical ministry going on, tremendous ministry, uh, and we're going to be partnering with them. An airstrip is almost finished there, and within the next year or two, we hope to have an airplane there and uh, be, be serving some of those remote peoples. Uh, and just with an airplane, you always have, uh, in a remote context, medical work that goes on because it is so obvious to link the, the tool of the airplane with medical needs and to evacuate patients and uh, that kind of thing. And then with that, uh, you, the, the door opens for the people in those remote places uh, for, for the gospel to happen uh, as they see the benefit of the airplane coming in and they're just open for people coming in on an airplane. Uh, that's something that I also saw in Ecuador is the national church said that we can't get into some communities unless we come in on an MAF airplane. 
because we're welcome, because MAF is trusted. If we just walked in on the trails, it would be very threatening, maybe even threaten our lives. But because of the trust that MAF has established in those places, uh, we're, we have an open door for that. Um, the, l later, after service, if you want to look, I have some bro brochures. And in, in that brochure, we have a map of the places in the world where we are. But what you won't see on that map are, are the, uh, we call them RANs, Restricted Access Nations. Uh, so places where you can't be a missionary. And uh, we can't be Mission Aviation Fellowship. And so we operate under another name in, in those countries. Uh, and Central Asia, uh, I can't say it in a public forum, but one-on-one -on -one afterwards I can talk a little bit about it. Uh, so I can't name the country, but um, in Central Asia we operate, and it's a country that's in, in the news quite often. Uh, and it's, it's, it's a pretty rough place. And our staff that are there have a, just a passion to be there and to serve. And, and uh, our airplanes there are the only way that we call them like-minded uh, organizations, so a lot of missionaries really, uh, but they operate uh, as humanitarian and, the, and medical work and those kinds of things. But we're the only way to get them to where they're going. And many of their organizations won't allow them to be in country unless MAF is operating and can get them in and out. Um, I was at a, uh, a mission conference uh, uh, 18 months ago from one of our supporting churches and we had to stand up and just introduce who we were and what we did. And I just was doing, you know, I'm from MAF or whatever. And I heard a little gasp in the room. Uh, and and uh, later on when that lady introduced herself, she said, oh, yeah, MAF served us in this particular uh, closed country. And uh, her husband had actually been killed as a medical doctor in that country. And she said that MAF were the first ones in to evacuate the the, the rest of the team and to bring out the bodies and, and she just had uh, nothing but good to say about how MAF could serve them in that context. It's a pretty rough uh, place. And we, we've had stories in those places of um, you know, absolutely miraculous things. One of our, our families in that country, um, there was an attack on the place where they were. A car bomb was set off and uh, shrapnel uh, disintegrated uh, part of the, the door uh, in metal pieces, and their f uh, three of the four kids were playing on a little swing set in the, in the, in the courtyard area of this compound, and the, you could see afterwards uh, on the wall behind them, you could see shrapnel uh, all the way along the wall, and they were right in the middle of it, so the shrapnel just went right around them. Um, and so, yeah, there's, there's lots of stories like that in our, on our, in our world. And, you know, you get a lot of uh, negative context or, or negative stories from the media, but there are amazing God things that are happening uh, in the world that we see. Um, and people coming to know the Lord in, in amazing ways in, in these countries where we are. So pretty cool stuff there. Um, we don't just do aviation. We do um, technology as well. Um, we, we have this little nickname thing called the Big Gulp Router, and so we have a, a router that will actually fit in a Big Gulp cup, that kind of a thing, and the straw will become the antenna. Uh, we don't always put it in a cup like that, but we can uh, put it in places where, I mean, people in the rest of the world are just like you and I around here, you know, where's your Wi-Fi spot and can you get your internet cheap? And and if they're in a bus station or something and they can hook to a, a router, 
uh, for free. They do that. But if it's one of our routers, then they can download scripture and discipleship materials and the Bible and their language. And, and uh, you know, there's those little things that we use in technology that uh, different mission users and partners uh, use. And we do a lot of training on being safe in use of the internet. A lot of national pastors in the world don't understand that once they hook to the internet, people can watch them and see what they're doing. And a lot of pastors have been locked up just because they're, they don't know how to be safe uh, when they use the internet. So we can design ways to, to make them safe and to make mission organization, organizations safe in those countries and create secure tunnels on the internet and things like that. So that's uh, another area that, that we work in as well. So those are kind of just the broad strokes of, of what we do um, in, in MAF. Um, we have needs, like I said, like crazy. Uh, we could use lots more pilots and mechanics, teachers as well. We have missionary kids on, in our, our families overseas, and we need teachers for them. Um, and so we have one, two, or career possibilities for teachers at various locations around the world. Um, and uh, it's a great opportunity for folks to go and, and uh, just serve our families and keep our families on the field because education can be one of the ways that pulls our families off the field quicker than anything else if they don't have good uh, education for their kids. So we have those, those kinds of opportunities. So if that's ringing any bells with you or with somebody you know, uh, if somebody has an interest in mission aviation or in teaching or, uh, you know, just let us know. Uh, I can talk specifically after the service with you about what that looks like and, and the steps into that. Um, but uh, we would just love to see more people coming in our doors. Um, it would just be a good thing. Let me just close with, uh, with one thing here. Um, so this, this quote comes from a book called The, the Future of the Global Church. And it's not a, you know, a book you just sit down and read. It's more of a, a statistical book and analysis of where the church is now, where it's heading in the world, that kind of thing. But something struck me at the end of that book, a little phrase, and I think it captures what MAF and our families and staff do and, and who they are. Um, so the quote says, um, prayer followed by innovative and courageous action. Um, that's what we're about, and that's what they're saying in this book is needed to finish the task, as we call it in, in the mission world, to, to reach the rest of the people that do not have access to the gospel. So prayer is first, and then followed by innovative and courageous action. We've got a new uh, president that took over uh, last week, Monday, and I have a new boss, the vice president of operations, who's a great friend. Um, and they both took over on the same day, and they are, are guys that pray first uh, and really seek the Lord and his guidance. I am so encouraged with the leadership that we have and how God is using our organization around the world, not without challenges. We have them every day, and not without doing things wrong. We do that too, um, but we have uh, great folks that try hard to keep Christ the center, and to pray hard and to seek his will for what we should be doing uh, in the world. And, and then one, one scripture just to leave with you, uh, Romans 12. <clears throat> Romans 12, 17 to 21. <clears throat> 
Never pay back evil for evil to anyone. Respect what is right in the sight of all men. If possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. Never take our, uh, your own revenge, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. And if he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, your will, uh, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not uh, be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And the reason I read that is, um, you know, in our society, in our culture in the last years, and, and even more so in the last uh, couple of years, uh, the rhetoric that we have in our culture is very... Um, it's very uh, against people that are not like us um, and uh, against um, people that immig immigrate to this, this country and those things. Uh, but I, I think the, the absolute strongest testimony that we have as, as, uh, as believers is how we love each other. Um, and the opposite of that is true also. The absolute worst testimony that we have is if we don't. Um, and, you know, the world looks at Christians and there's so much negative uh, talk right now about Christians and judging and, 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 uh, and, and it's the lack of seeing the love that we have for people. And we just need to be more about that and to love our neighbors um, and to uh, just be kind to immigrants. And what an opportunity we have if a, if a Muslim moves into our neighborhood to not be frightened and not be uh, wondering what they will do, but to, uh, to love them and encourage them and show them uh, the love of Jesus. And who knows, you know, uh, uh, people that move into our communities from, from other places, they're connected worldwide sometimes. And if you win a heart of a Muslim neighbor, where are they going to take that and how are they going to uh, use that? It's just, uh, I think, a great opportunity. Uh, that we potentially can have in our, in our, even in our neighborhoods that will have a global effect. Um, so just to leave you with that, uh, to pray and then have innovative and courageous action. So let me just finish in prayer if I can. Lord, that is our prayer, um, that you would um, uh, come alongside us and uh, give us your, your light uh, to shine in this world that we'd, you would give us innovative ideas and you would give us courage uh, to, 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 um, to take those ideas and to step out. Um, guide our paths. Uh, you say in scripture that you, you guide us with a lamp and uh, that only means a couple of steps at a time. Uh, and I just ask that you would, uh, would give us those steps and that we would keep taping, taking them uh, for your glory. And uh, thanks, Lord, for the way that you work through us um, we are your plan for the world to reach all those that don't know you, uh, and I just ask that you would uh, do that even this week uh, to give us those opportunities. Thanks, Lord, for your love for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you, Brother Dave. I was stirred up. Were you guys stirred up? I'm always encouraged, you know, part of fulfilling the Great Commission. I mean, that's why we're here, brothers and sisters. You know, it's not about getting saved and I get heaven, you know, 
you know, we get saved and we get to share other or with others that truth. Uh, since we're in Romans real quick, open up to chapter 10 real quick. Just a couple of verses as our brother was just sharing just God's heart for all people. The promise of the Messiah, the blessing that he would be to all nations, all peoples. It made me think of this passage here in Romans 10 verse 13 that whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whoever. Whoever. Doesn't matter who they are, where they are in this world, whoever it is. And then he goes on to say, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him in whom, uh, in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? And as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel or the gospel of peace who bring glad tidings of good things. You guys have heard me say it before. You know, either you're a goer or you're a sender. I mean, that's it. You know, we're called to go. We're called to do. And if God's called you to be here, then you send. You send. I wanted to go. The Lord said, no, you get to be a sender. <laughs> you know? It's just one of those things. So I really want to encourage you guys, get involved with missions, whether it's MAF or other organizations. God's doing stuff all over the world. And that's why I appreciate videos like this. You know, we get so closed-minded. We're all into our own little world, what's happening right here, what ministries are happening right here. But God's doing all, stuff all over the world. And this passage out of Romans, there's so many people that still haven't even heard of Jesus. They don't even have a clue about the living God and stuff. And what a blessing that we have these brothers and sisters that are willing to, you know, take 12 years in Ecuador, <laughs> wherever, to go to a people group and learn their language just to be able to translate the Word of God, you know, you know, so they're able to read. What a blessing. So I'd like to pray one more time. And we're also going to pray. Mary Smith's dad just passed at 1030. Uh, so we'll be lifting up their family too. So Father, we are thankful for this morning. Thank you for our brother Dave, just his faithfulness to you and service. Just pray blessings upon him and his wife, God. And uh, new season, too, as you mentioned, uh, just with their kids moving on and doing their thing, we're just thankful for his son having a heart to go back to Ecuador and just pray that you'd really bless him and give him favor, Lord, and what he'll be doing there. And just thank you so much for just the work that you're up to through the body of Christ throughout the world. God, we just pray that you would just continue to provide, Lord, and call many to go and preach the gospel to those who haven't heard, God, and even us in our own backyards. I think about the rental right next door that's getting fixed up. There's a new family that will be moving in next door to us next week or two, Lord. Let it be a Muslim family. That would be so cool, Lord. Just pray that you give us a heart for all people. Be bold with the gospel. And we pray for the Smiths family. Love those guys so much. And just uh, losing a dad, Lord, it's got to be uh, so hard. We just pray for Mary and, and the siblings and uh, just the family as a whole. We just pray that you'd be near to them in this time, God. And we ask this in your name. Just please go before us this week. Lord, help our eyes be fixed upon you, Jesus. In your name, amen.